0: Good morning and welcome to Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry on OCRFM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast. We were also streaming live at all the W's, ocrfm.org.au. I'd like to pay my respects to and acknowledge the Wadawurrung people, the traditional owners of the land we're recording on today, and pay my respect to their elders, both past and present. Good morning, Ed. How are you? Good morning, Greg. I'm very well. We're in our isolation and we're uh, recording once again today due to the physical distancing. We've now got online with us on the phone with the, the Lifeline Director and South West Victoria Regional General Manager, Jason Doherty. Jason, how are you? Good.
1: Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Ed. How are you?
0: I'm very well. Very well. You. Now, look, you've got a, um, a fair amount of work's been going on and very, very quickly with digitalising training in response to the needs that are going on at the moment with people With increased need to give, you blokes a call at Lifeline, and uh, I'm just wondering what sort of calls are you been getting there that are extraordinary over and above what we'd normally get there, Jason?
1: Yeah, look, it's um, obviously we have had an interesting um, start to the year, um, bushfires to start with, and then obviously going into COVID-19. So we have had had a 25% increase in calls over the last uh, eight weeks since COVID started. So Put that into perspective. There's about, uh, normally about 90,000 calls a month to Lifeline, so a 25% increase is a fairly large increase in those calls. And we're getting a crowd of people ring the majority of them at the moment are asking about COVID and about what, what's happening. Um, lots of people asking about when things are going to finish. And unfortunately, like many others, we don't have a crystal ball, so it's really about supporting those people who are ringing us in crisis or require some thought about how they can work their way through what issues they might be having with COVID whether it be um, employment um, financial um, you know anything else that might be going on for, them, for themselves at the moment so it's a tough time for everybody um, and that increase has obviously seen a surge in, uh, in our services and the support
0: not wanting to dissuade anyone from ringing you up, but it's the same as people going to emergency department at the hospital. We don't want them going there unless they really need to, do we? Is there a, is there a level of what sort of questions or what sort of things we should be ringing Lifeline about or you know, what people look, should I think do it's, beforehand? Um, yeah, look, I think,
1: it's, um, I think lots of people um, have in the past thought of Lifeline as... I suppose the last port of call, really, you know, when you're in real crisis, but I think it doesn't need to be, I mean, I know we call it a crisis support service, but I think if, if you're isolated or lonely or, you know, you're having some problems, um, you know, with the current situation, it's great to know that there's somebody, just a phone call away to be able to call. So. Um, it's not really designed for just people in severe crisis um, and there are lots of people who ring us who are lonely or isolated or might need some support from medical perspective that we can then help refer to somewhere where they might need that support so I think it's um, yeah I, I, I think that the person the majority of people who ring, you know are, are really you know, stuck in a situation that they need support for and um, that's why I think We're the only crisis support service in Australia that will answer your call at 3
0: o'clock in the morning. And that's right, you are, or we'll give the number out in that regard, that you are a 24-7 service?
1: Yeah, 24-7, 13, 11, 14 is the crisis line number, and you can ring any time of the day or night. There are are hundreds of of people waiting to take a call. There are 40 centres across Australia. We're lucky uh, to have two in our region, one in Warrnambool and one in Geelong and uh, we have about 10 staff in Warrnambool and in Geelong. We've just expanded and we've got about 30 staff. So those people are you know, working around the clock. The majority of people uh, we find um, from our evaluation, our feedback, you know, they, they ring sort of between 10pm at night and 6am in the morning, which is a really crucial time for support. So. Uh, that's where we see the majority of support being required, and um, we've, we've got people working around the clock in our in our centres.
0: And with regard the calls that you are getting, the people who are ringing they come far and wide, and you say the centres are in mournable and in Geelong, but it doesn't matter where you're situated. There's always going to be someone to answer all, all the way around Australia on that same number. Absolutely. I
1: mean, I think that's the, the amazing thing. We've got a the crisis line is a national crisis line. So you could be sitting in your uh, home in Apollo Bay and need to call somebody and that person might be located in Rockhampton in Queensland, but they'll still be able to support you with local referrals. There's so much information uh, gathered and continually updated on local um, referral systems. It's just an amazing uh, piece of work to be able to put that all together. And um, we're luckily supported by... Yeah, you know, governments and, and philanthropists to be able to put that system together so we can support people in
0: need. And actually, when you make mention of the uh, the network you do have, do you still publish your blue book? Because I haven't had one of those for a while. Which has got a Sorry, list. Not published. Yeah, once upon a time there was a blue book that uh, Lifeline published that had all the uh, contact information. Yeah, who can I turn to? Yeah,
1: yeah. who can I turn to? Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. New versions coming out in June um, this year. So yeah, that's been going for 25 years in our region. It's a really important book for lots of people to have. Lots of um, first first responders and service providers to be able to have that um, that book. So uh, yeah, look, we're going digital as well. Hopefully in the next 12 to 18 months with that. But we'll also have a, um, a hard copy version for people to be able to use as well.
0: I'd, so, l- I'd love the, one of those, wouldn't you, Ed? Yes, yes. We actually help um, facilitate. We have a group that where we helps uh, people that have been sexually abused, and that would be incredibly um, invaluable. Um, amongst yeah. other things. Amongst other things, yeah. 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 yeah, No, no. It's a really, it's a really important,
1: um, a really important piece of our service provision. I think, of, uh, along with the crisis line, is is um, having some referral services that people are able to go to at uh, at a moment's
0: notice. Yeah, okay. So now, where do we get one of these books when they do get uh,
1: we have, yeah, look they'll be available uh as i said in June. So they you can go to the uh, you can go to our website, uh, which is lifeline or um you can uh phone us um at our uh, not the thirteen eleven fourteen number, but phone us at our uh Geelong office number. Um so please don't ring thirteen eleven fourteen looking for um <laughs> looking for the looking for the book because mm. uh the crisis report will probably look a bit silly but um,
0: Yeah, that's five two, triple, triple two, 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 triple five. five. Now I think that's the yeah. number, I and mean, we've got to thank Catherine for all her hard work getting us organised. Catherine Jones, for yep. getting you organised right. yep. yep, And you know, the other thing is, with with uh, that website, do you have, as a lot of people do now, they have online counselling, or you can get contact with someone through your website? Yeah, um, we
1: have a text service as well that we're um, that we're trialling uh, at the moment. So. Um, around um, younger people and about how they like to access services uh, and, it's, and I think the, the text service is really one that um, is going to be supported by the younger people. At the moment it's being trialled um, between 6pm and midnight, 7 days a week, so just a, a, a trial but basically they can text and then there'll be somebody on the end of the um, text who will be able to support them back so that text number is 0477 13 11 14 so pretty easy to remember the would just put 0477 at the front and i can actually text and
0: there'll be a crisis reporter at the end of that text as well okay we'll, we'll put that up because as i say, we'll be podcasting this and uh, we'll include these details yep the website itself has also got i noticed it had a an email address as well that you could send. Yep. um now is that that was a personal one though it was julie i think
1: yeah so uh, that's and um, they'll be able to get um, through. There's also general inquiries email um, as well on the website. So um, plenty of opportunity to be able to access and support and um, get through to us um, regarding training and support.
0: Okay, now what would you expect when you when you ring up as a, well, a client? Do people want to know your name, address? And no, 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 no
1: service is completely anonymous Uh, unless you'd like to give your name and address and and whatever the the service is completely anonymous Uh, the crisis supporter is really there to help the seeker the help seeker find um, support whether it be just to have a chat or have a have a discussion whether it's referral services um, within their region within their area Um, so no look it's completely anonymous and it's the same
0: I think one of the first things we need to do is get or say to the people out there that if you really do need support the first thing to do is give that number one three one one double what is it? One three one 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 four
1: thirteen eleven easy I think thirteen eleven fourteen the way we, we
0: say it. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> easy. Thirteen eleven fourteen. Okay. We'll go with that so that's yeah, what you 13, do. You 11,
1: yeah, look it's yeah. And um yeah, that, that's the thing for us is just to make sure that people have that number in their phones or have it, you know, close to them, so they have a they have a crisis point to go to straight away.
0: So you've got a big job to do to keep all the services up to date behind Lifeline to give people information and pass it on.
1: Yeah, look, you know, it's um, as I said before, it's a you know, it's a, a really important part of the service is to be able to have a, a really robust referral service. There's only so much that we can do on the phone, so it's really important that we connect with lots of local services. Um, so we, in the last six months, have a, have had a real push towards Colac and towards the, the Colac Otway Shire region, because um, yeah, we know with services, sometimes um, areas fall through the cracks, and um, you know it's okay for us to have a centre in Geelong and a centre in Warrnambool, but really important to support all people in the region, whether it be um, from a face-to-face perspective through training, which is obviously a bit difficult at the moment but um, usually training and then obviously our crisis support line and uh, lots of other suicide prevention programs that we run as well.
0: That brings us to the crisis support people. You're after more people and you are able to now fast track them through because of what the work you've been doing recently because of, well, the bushfires and the COVID-19.
1: Yeah, look, it's... um Probably was something in our plan for sort of 18 months down the track where we could ho- hopefully digitalise and and have some online training for our crisis supporters. But um, something that was in our mind for 18 months took about 18 days to put together in the end, which was a phenomenal effort from all of our team to actually have that. And so we're able to fast track and um, and get crisis supporters through our training, which is a fairly robust training program, and it's not designed for everybody. There is a you know some people who start the training who unfortunately don't finish it because it's a fairly full-on training program but for the ones who come through um you know it gives us an, an opportunity to be able to support more, as many people as we can on the phones when they are able to volunteer uh, so the training is um you know is online there's some e-learning attached to it as well at the end there's some placement shifts that the, the volunteer will do um in conjunction with some of our staff already in the centres. um so yeah, it's a fairly robust program and then at the end they're able to sort of take you know calls when they volunteer
0: and so what sort of people are you looking for to to do this uh, jason
1: well look there's no prerequisites in terms of you know background or uh, or any sorts of tra- you know, previous training or any any degrees that somebody might have it's, it's probably more about having an empathy for people being able to listen. I think it's really important, you know, like the people think that they're on the phone, they can they do a lot of talking, like I'm doing, um, but it's really about listening um, and sort of supporting the help seeker to where they need to go. I think that's really important. Um, you know, if they've been exposed to some mental health um, problems, either in their own family or close to them or... Um, and they have seen something you know in their, in their lives. I think that helps sometimes too to have some sort of experience of knowledge but it really there's no prerequisites for it. It's, the training really um, works people through the, the, the care model that we use um, and that's you know and that sets people up to be able to succeed at the other end to be able to support people
0: and you're saying you're fast tracking it so the the devil's advocate in me says even though you you're doing it by different means and it's a hybrid method you're using, it is still as good and as uh, adequate as your full-on, full-blown 14-week one that you were previously doing?
1: Well, I think that's the thing that we've we've found doing this process is that um, we probably, uh, you know, 14 weeks was... I suppose the nth degree and and now we've found that between sort of, you know, four and six weeks we can actually do that and uh, as long as the, as long as the candidates and the volunteers can work through their own e-learning at their own pace over that time as well, I think that's really important because if they're, um, you know, connected to that then go through the, I suppose the fast-to-face, which is online at the moment, it's really you an know, important thing. We're, we're, we're looking at the prospect that this will be actually the way we train people for the foreseeable future, even if we were able to do face-to-face training, because it's really able, we're able to find people who previously might not have been able to do the training because they would have had to attend a centre who might be able to do this online. So it's really opened up another area for volunteers.
0: Okay, we're not wanting to dissuade people from... Uh putting the hand up to be trained uh, you'd be expecting a nutrition rate of what in, in terms of the training so how many people will we be looking at you want to be able to get hold of for the, for the programs and uh, also yeah, when look, will it be starting
1: yeah look we um, we we try and take an intake of about 20 every time that we do a training course um, we normally end up with that from that 20 with about 14 or 15 there's normally sort of a 25 Drop-off rate through the process, which is um, you know, which is reasons you know that either the person doesn't feel comfortable or they're not quite a you know good enough fit in terms of being able to answer calls. There's lots of role plays and um, you know through the training that we're able to to perform. We give feedback as we go to the volunteers, prospective volunteers, so. Um, normally, yeah, we try and take a cohort of about 20 or 22 and end up with 14 or 15, and then we try and do that three or four times a
0: year. Okay, so there's a good hand-holding through the whole process. So if you think if you think you'd think you like to be involved, how do we, how do you get involved?
1: Yeah, look, and, and just so you know, people know that when they're on the phone, um, they actually supported on the phone, taking the calls as well. So we have what we call an IS, an in-shift supervisor, so somebody is also holding their hand when they're taking calls. So no, they're not by themselves when they actually take calls, which is a great system to have as well. Um, so yeah, look, the best way is probably to go to our website and uh, and have a look there um, at how they can you know, get in contact with us in terms of um, the expression of interest for the training. Um, and if they've got it, as I said, if they've got any uh, queries or questions they can ring us at our office number 5 uh, 222255 so they can call us in along at our training
0: administration centre and as I know well, all our op shops and that are all closed so we can't direct people there to uh, support in any other way if they don't want to be support or they don't think they can support in helping as a, a crisis counsellor what do we do no. awesome. how are you raising yeah. funds at the moment sorry what's that how are you raising funds at the moment
1: Look, it's difficult. Yes. Uh, Look, we have we do. There's a national fundraising campaign at the moment that many people may have seen uh, advertisements for on TV and also on radio. So we are uh, we're not struggling, but we're we're finding a downturn at the moment in support due due to the fact the um, the op shops and our Lifeline shops are not open. So there is a. Yeah, there's a bit of a holding pattern at the moment for us, but um, the government has been um, supportive um, and have, have supported us in this time as well to make sure that we can continue the 24 7 crisis support service, which has been great. But um, we're, we're hopeful that the shops will reopen shortly and uh, we'll be able to get back to supporting the local communities.
0: Good Now, yeah, we've just had our doorbell go, which is one of the things that happens when you're recording from home. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) uh, I understand you've got to go to a meeting now at any rate, uh, Jason
1: I do, sorry about that and uh, yes, that's the the virtues of isolation at the moment with doorbells, isn't
0: it? It is, but um, it's one thing and I don't know what, uh, we've been talking about social isolation as all the things that has been going on, but I'd like you to say about keeping social awareness and connection, it's the physical stuff we've got to be careful of so that's what we've been promoting, it's physical distancing rather than social distancing and uh, you have a phone call or whatever is a better way of doing it sometimes. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Now, now that the doorbell can ring too, I think it's fabulous as well. <laughs> That's exactly right. Look, thanks for being with us here on Community Connect and 98.3 here in Colac and 88.7 FM along the coast. It's been great. We've been talking with Jason Doherty, who is the, well, the General Manager for Lifeline Direct in Geelong in the southwest Victoria region. So, yeah, thank you very much, Jason, and we will talk to you again, I hope no worries my cheers bye then